Hey guys, welcome to another episode of BIOS. Very excited we have TK McKamey here, famed director. He has worked with a number of different bands, but he also won Video of the Year at the 2015 CMAs. He won Male Video of the Year at the CMT Awards in 2016. Uh -huh. Well done. You worked on a, a lot of different bands, their music videos. Uh -huh. We're talking Florida Georgia Line, Lady Antebellum, yeah. talking Maddie and Tay. You won an award <laughs> with them. Yeah. Is this something that you always wanted to do? Man, um, I always loved creating content. I always loved telling a story. And, um, you know, I actually got my start actually in high school. Um, I, I was a kid that was wrapped up in sports. You know, I wanted to play professional soccer and wanted to drive towards that. But uh, my school got this big grant and, you know, teachers didn't know how to anything, how to use this equipment. So I uh, enrolled or uh, finagled or smoothed my uh, guidance counselor and he gave me three hours a day unsupervised with all this camera equipment. And so, uh, yeah, that's how it kind of all started, man. It, that's how I fell in love with it. Um, yeah. S small town roots with now big city success, too. Yeah. Um, small town, man. My, sm my town was pretty small, just, uh, just under Lexington, Kentucky. I was born in Georgia, raised mostly in Kentucky. So, and my younger adolescence, my older adolescence was spent in uh, the rolling hills of Kentucky. And um, Jasmine County, Kentucky. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful town. I love that place. Horse, horse properties and great people, you know, and um, true, honest, ethical, hardworking people. I noticed on your website, one of the things that stood out to me is the quote, safe has plans, crazy has stories. Yeah. yeah what does so, that mean? So that quote um, was a transitional point in my life. And um, that's when I decided to, to direct full time. You know, I kind of had some, I, I was in ministry for a minute and then I was, I played uh, soccer as far as I could, then I went to ministry and, and then um, I wasn't, I didn't start directing really until I was about 25 years old. And um, what that meant was no longer to play it safe. People that play it safe always have plans to execute or plan, they have dreams, you know, but while the crazy people who will actually do the work and um, sacrifice uh, time and energy will create the stories. They'll just make them happen. So safe people have plans to do things while crazy people have stories of what the things that they did. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. that's what that means. It's a, it's a funny, interesting quote, but I, I mean, I, I try to live by it still to this day. Life and, motto? Yeah, but you know, it can get you in trouble real quick about life balance, but... Um, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is ask for permission. That's a common term in the film world, um, <laughs> for sure. That is the most certainly a common term. Obviously, we can tell you're a very driven man. What exactly is your drive? Hmm. Yeah, um, my drive. So my real, the root of my drive is all based on creating um, content that is... Um, that challenges the world, right? So I want to transform uh, people through entertainment. And, you know, that looks like a lot of different things. You know, my, my career has this built up so far is about creating, you know, music videos and commercials and, 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 and content that actually sells products, technically. Um, but my, my end all be all goal is to direct feature films. And those are, you know, I call it getting paid to learn or getting paid to practice is what my music video and commercial career is. But, um, you know, my end all be all goal is to create films that transform people's lives, you know, and to create beautiful storms like The Pursuit of Happiness or like Lion, if you've seen that movie. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you haven't seen Get Out yet, you've got to see that movie. It's an incredible movie that, yeah. that faces, you know, some racial tension issues and, and does it from a creative perspective that is, is a beautiful film. But really what it does is it challenges a human in their place to what I say, I want to create mirrors people's life. And that what that means is I want to create films that people recognize their own story in the film 
and they see where they, who they are and where they are and where they want to be. They see that difference, right? Because if you can analyze where you want to be and where you actually are, you see that gap in space of difference and it sparks a change in people's life, right? So I want to create mirrors for people's life where they see where they are and where they want to be and inspire them to change something about something. So, and I think that storytelling is, I think, in one of the best mediums to, to do so. And I noticed that in a lot of the music videos that you directed, even going with Florida Georgia Line, mm -hmm. their holy music video, yeah. it's very, you know, using a lot of cinematography. Right. Is that something that you try to incorporate in the music videos? You said you're, you want that. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you talk about music video world, um, you know, ultimately what I perceive my career is I sell emotion, right? So when someone sends me a song or sends me a track and, you know, a budget number, and I, I think, what is the best emotion that we can tie to this piece, right? To this package, to this person. You know, I study the artist and I study what they've done in the past and who they are and what they like and um, what their passions are in life. And, and I articulate my concepts and my treatments based on, the treatments are like your basic, your, your pitch of how you're gonna execute it. Um, I articulate mine based around what emotion that I wanna sell because I don't believe anybody buys anything or is connected to a product or a, an experience of any kind unless they have a singular large emotion that stands out. So what is that emotion that I want the people to feel? And that's how I treat music videos is that, you know, with the uh, video you're talking about, Holy, which is we shot on um, the, um, the southern coast of uh, Australia. And um, it's incredible. It's a beautiful, it's incredible. The footage yeah. is amazing. It is a beautiful piece. Um, I am very proud of it. That's one of my, my one of my more favorite um, aesthetically pleasing films. Um, that's shot on the Twelve Apostles in South Australia. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the goal of that film was to um, to just kind of have um, a stoic moment with God. You know, like that piece was about a stoic moment with God in a, in a connection to of this woman, which is their wives. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people starving for authenticity nowadays, you know? And we could have hired a couple girl talents, models, and, you know, created this like storyline, but like, no, people want authenticity. Like, they want the real, right? They want to so, be able to feel it. Right, and they want to be able to see like the, the real moments of their life, see their wives and uh, have that um, dropped veil, you know? And so that's kind of my goal for that piece was to provide beautiful, authentic, authentic, um, imagery for the people to relate to Florida Georgia Line and, and they're good men they love their wives their wives are incredible people those men are incredible men and I wanted the people the public to see that so that's the ultimate goal that how much piece. control do you have with those music videos I mean do they yeah. really seek your input of the visuals as far as what right. the story is going to be versus the lyrics yeah so it's different with different people's career um, with my career about 90% of my work is Hey TK, here's a song, and here's a budget number that we have. What do you, what would, what would you want to do? So you have a lot of control. Yeah, I mean, most, all of my work is ideas that um, that I have birthed off of being inspired by that person, their song, what that song emotion needs to have. You know, I kind of see, I treat my career a lot like a micro ad agency, and say, okay, how can this best help? How can this best help sell the song? But how, most importantly, how can this, this um, uh, visual content most connect to the audience, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of music video directors out there and commercial directors that, especially music video directors that are just creating content as like a shock and awe and as like mm -hmm. a, here's a cool wall and a cool look and. Flash in the pan. Yeah, this the thing is like, at the end of the day, like what are you taking home, you know, and 
there's a lot. I mean, there's some, like you know some Bieber's videos, and you know like if you look at all like rap videos and whatnot, it's it's a lot of the same elements that um, are pretty, you know. But ultimately, that's not what I want to bring into the world. I want to bring in the world story. I want to bring in the world change. I want to bring in the world um, inspiration. I was gonna say that translates so much even out of you know the video world and just into life in general of what impact you're having. Mm -hmm. Do you try to live with that type of impact? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I try to live in that lifestyle daily. I think that's, you know, your art is a rearticulation of what's in your heart. You know, just like what comes from, flows from the mouth is comes from the heart, you know, and the same, th same thing in art. I think what flows inside of your art is really what's inside the person. So it's just, um, it's another show window into um, your personality. Talking about uh, how driven you are and you know, you, you've done a lot of things, even, you know, where you're talking about growing up in various parts of the country and then playing in Japan soccer, right. which is incredible, obviously, to go international. You worked with the Navy SEALs. Yeah, that was fun. It was a month. <laughs> it was a fun month. It was a wild month, yeah. What was that? Um, I got hired by the SEALs, um, hired by a, a marketing firm because I looked like a SEAL to represent the SEALs. So I basically lived in Boston for almost a month, um, worked for them for a a full range of maybe like three months total, but I lived in Boston to represent them, which is a really awkward position because I couldn't technically say I was a SEAL, but I had to act like a SEAL, be a SEAL, and be perceived a representation as a representation for? A visual representation of them and a marketing representation. Okay. So it's not like a part of my career that's like, I don't, I don't know where that is or how you knew that, but uh, <laughs> that's not a part of my career that I find like, you know, a stepping stone for me. It was just like a thing that, that I did. I, I had so many jobs. I had my first job when I was 13 years old at a sheet metal factory. I mean, my it was parents- a door factory. As a door factor, yeah, man. Doors. you get it. You yeah. get it. So my parents are like, get to work, you know. And my parents are, are um, they're not hurting financially, you know. They they have great lives, and but they, you know, they made me work for the things that I have. You know, I still I still have. They're in my truck right now. I still have the sunglasses that I bought in fifth grade from mowing lawns. I still have the Ray Bans. I saved up. I wanted Ray Bans. My dad said, you want them, you pay for them. And so I mowed lawns, and I still have them, and I still wear them. It's that value of a dollar. It is, man. I'm telling you, they instilled that, and I'm so thankful for that. So you started your first job, you know, all the way back then. You're working for these sunglasses. You've had jobs ever since, and we're talking about your drive mm -hmm. and just how much that drive is of wanting things back to back to back to back to back. Right. It's now important to have balance right. as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think... Um, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it balance. I think people always call it saying balance in in life and in marriage and in relationships and in work. But really, I think it's um, and this is uh, inspired by a friend of, friend of mine named Hank Fortner, um, and it's uh, he says it's a lot like rhythm. You know, it's about finding the rhythms in life because there are going to be moments in life that have you have higher pressure on you, you have a higher workload, and and it's about finding the rhythm in your work and in your relationships that you're in tune with um, health and you're in tune with your, your community and you're in tune with your work. And it's about finding that rhythm, you know. I think balance is a, is a cheat term because balance, you, you'd say you're equal on all sides, right? When that's not how life works in my opinion. Life works in, in different flows, right? So I think life is very fluid. So if you can find your rhythm of it, the tide, you can follow that tide in and out in a healthy manner. Um, speaking of health, you had an yeah, incident and about I'm, a month I'm speaking ago. from this from from personal experience <laughs> because I uh, I worked myself into um, into a near pass out heart attack kind of 
state and um, found myself in a hospital bed at three in the morning with my wife nervous as heck and me nervous to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's you can work yourself into a dangerous place and, you know, you kind of have to analyze um, and create your, your boundaries and your rhythm because if you just accept, you know, when times get great and you are taking on all this work and all this other stuff, if you don't create the time for rhythm and sleep and community and family and those things, um, you're not creating the opportunity for help. So I've learned that personally. You have to you have to not be a victim to your schedule and be disciplined about what your life is going to look like, you know, and make other people who have unrealistic expectations um, abide by um, your boundaries that you create, you know, and they'll respect that, I think, in the long run. It's easy to stay driven, I feel, when, you know, things are successful. And you're talking about when you have a lot of projects coming your way. And certainly you've had a lot of success with the artists that you worked for and even the projects with Coca-Cola and other big brands. Mm -hmm. Tell me about a time, though, when the cards didn't fall your way and you had to stay driven. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, there was a time in my life when I first started directing that um, things were tough. I had a life-changing event, and um, I decided I was going to direct full-time. I decided who that's who I was, and I was going to pursue it full-out. And, and I, I mean, I kid you not, I lived in my office for, um, at one point, don't tell the, the guy who owned the office who let me have an office there for free, but I lived there for, like, almost three weeks. It was, like, a little over two weeks. Would you sleep? I'd sh- I'd slept on a sofa in the office. I showered at a YMCA. I I was broke as a joke, and um, and then uh, someone in the office, a, a lovely older woman, saw me at the office and saw and found out, like figured out, because she kept seeing me there late at night. And she was like, "Where are you staying?" And I was, she was like, "Come sleep on my sofa for a weekend." And so I slept on her sofa for a weekend, and then she kind of harped on me like a mother and. I, sh- I got a, um, a roommate, or I, I got a room in a buddy's apartment. I didn't know who he was. He was a musician. He literally had a mattress on, the f- on a wood floor, and I slept on that mattress on a wood floor. Broke, broke as a joke. I remember eating ramen, and I would, st- and this is not something, I would steal um, turkey slices from him for a while. I would, like, I would be so hungry sometimes that I would just like take one slice of turkey every now and then. And um, this was when I was 26 years old, you know, like this is, I, had, I dropped all ego, dropped all pride. And it wasn't about me being, um, you know, someone famous or any of that. It was just like I knew that my goal and my purpose in life was to, to direct and to, um, to bring forth um, films and future films that challenge and change people's lives. And, and, and um, at that point in stage, I was doing what I could. And I remember that I, I remember the moment that I booked a, a first like record label music video. And it was like, I think uh, the band was um, uh, Third Day, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, I, remember being, I remember crying in my, in my room, just being so thankful that I could, I could pay the bills and I could eat. How old were you? I was 26. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if you look at my life now, I'm 34 and that vast indifference. And people would assume that like my parents were in film or like, mm-hmm. you know, my dad was a chemist in college and a salesman and later on in life. And my mom is you know, an incredible woman, but you know, they have no ties in any of this industry. And, and I honestly haven't had the network. I had to create the network, you know, and create the value and the worth and, and um, instilling that in other people by the work that I create. How has that now affected you where you currently are to know that you've gone through that and the lessons learned? Um, Does that still have an impact on your life? You know, I, I lost sight of it for a while. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I lost sight of that for a while. And, you know, I think it was probably last year. Um, 
I kind of forgotten what I had gone through, honestly, because it seemed like just another life. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I just, I'm so grateful for it at this point in my career. You know, I'm so grateful for having those jobs when I was 13 years old and working at a sheet metal factory. And, you know, I'm so grateful for being um, the grunt, you know, and um, I look at my career and I'll, and I, it provides a place, a central hub of gratitude, of realization of, um, what life and God has for you when you do put your nose to the grindstone and have a good heart and you work hard. You know, that's kind of where I see that. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there's, there's so many stages of my life where it's been a blessing. Everything is like, you know, as a gift, you know, and you have to accept those gifts and, and to take the opportunity and recognize an opportunity and to execute on it and not let an opportunity scare you. Yeah. Even when they're small. What is your definition of success? Ooh. It's, it's, a, it's a word yeah. that can take in a lot of different meanings. Right. For you, what does it mean? Yeah, my definition of success is a, is a, um, a healthy and happy home, um, a marriage. Um, it is a definition of success is I'm creating value in the world by um, the love and the uh, inspiration that I bring forth um, in, the, in, the, in the health and healing. You know, and my purpose for that is feature films. And not, necess not necessarily do I think that you know, if something happened and I would have not direct for the rest of my life, you know, I, I would find happiness elsewhere. I would find it in creating. I need to be a person that creates. So um, I will always be, I mean, woodworking was my first love and creation process, you know, and, and I'll always be doing woodworking and building things and creating, building films. But, you know, for me, success is more based on um, the passion and the, the health and the community that I'm bringing forth in the world. Uh, that's huge because I think in hearing that that's more internal mm -hmm. than it is external right. of not relying on, you know, you're not talking about the number of projects that you've done. You're not talking about the money that you've made. It's, you know, the impact again that you're having and what you are doing personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I've had a, the amount of success in my career where I'm able to acknowledge um, what it didn't provide. You know, it didn't provide security. It didn't provide happiness, you know, and it didn't provide... Um, uh, satisfaction, you know, um, those things that do are much more, they're harder work. The things that do provide the, the happiness, satisfaction, contentness, and not contentness necessarily, but passion in general are the things that are um, emotionally vulnerable. You know, those are, those are the, the growth in a relationship with your, with my wife, you know, like, you know, those are the things that, um, in my wife and my community, my family, my friends, you know, I just got off the phone for an hour with a friend, just kind of trying to challenge and, and to inspire him to, to provide healthiness for his own life and family, you know? So those are the things that f fulfill me. And, and they always have fulfilled me. I think I strayed from that for a minute just because I, I acknowledge that um, this career path needed focus and whatnot. But I think they think it's about rhythm. <laughs> this is the point where we seek your advice. Oh man, okay. Because you know, if we need to say it again, the number of bands that you've worked with and the projects that you've done mm -hmm. coming from where you were, where you're saying, where you're 24, 25, 26, literally living on a couch at an office. Mm -hmm. The people who are in that stage of life right now or on a buddy's yeah. couch or even just living paycheck to paycheck, wanting to succeed in whatever their dream is. Right. What advice do you give them? Man, um, my advice to, to give them is if you know your passion and you know 
um, your purpose in life. Is it, first, it would be to be in tune with your purpose in life. You know, if you do know your purpose in life, um, your, your passions won't be a work. They won't be a toil for you. They'll be a... Um, um, your, your, sorry, your work won't be a toil for you. Your work will be a passion, right? So um, be first acknowledge what your purpose is and then to, um, to, to not, see any not see anything as a, as a wall. You know, one thing I, I have succeeded in and failed in, and both of us, we all have, is, is acknowledging opportunity or acknowledging, like, I don't know anyone in Hollywood, so how am I going to direct feature films, you know? I don't know anyone in the music industry. I was in sports for my whole life, you know? How, do, how am I going to bridge that gap? It's just not seeing those things as a barrier, but seeing those as a challenge and taking them on with passion and vigor and saying, well, if this door doesn't open, another one will because I believe in my purpose so much that I'll try any door until it opens. So you have to believe in your purpose so much and believe in, in what you are bringing to the world that, um, that nothing would stop you from it. It's just, that's just the way it, it, the, the belief would work, you know? I think if you see those as challenges too, when you actually accomplish them, then it feeds you for the next one. Right. It's like if you knock down a wall, no, you're like, I can't say that. Yes. I, no. I, it makes you nervous every time. <laughs> it makes you nervous every time. I think it doesn't get easier with time. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying from personal mm -hmm. experience, like it doesn't, it does not get easier for me to, to bridge a gap of communicating to some strange person that's, you know, at CAA, the head mm -hmm. executive at CAA or whatever it may be that, you know, I look at my career and I'll, I'll, I'll even like, look at my well, stuff that I've created. I'm like, oh, it's not big enough. It's not this. It's not that. They're not going to see me for what I've created because I'm selling music and I'm selling, mm -hmm. you know, Coca-Cola and whatever. But really, you know, every time is, is a harder challenge. And I think that's the way God intended it because if it were to get easier over time, you would become progressively lazier, you mm -hmm. know? So I think we're, we have to work harder as progressively. Yeah. And that forms you into the person that you are and eventually yeah. become. Exactly. So it doesn't get easier, man. <laughs> woman. It doesn't get any easier. <laughs> Where do you want to be in five years? Man, um, in five years, I hope to have had two features. Sorry, I'm going to change that. I'm going to bring. In five years, I hope to. In five years, I will. <laughs> I will have had two features under my belt and um, continue developing stories that, that really impact and change the culture, change the world. Um, I will have a family that uh, my wife and I have, judging by our plans, two kids by then. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, living out here in, in the hills of California and enjoying some farmland. That's our goal, is to create a little Kentucky paradise inside of uh, California. Does your family motivate you or what motivates you? Um, inspiring people motivates me, I think. Um, being, uh, making my, my parents and my wife proud motivates me. Um, yeah, I think the validation that the world has created nowadays with likes and follows and all that other stuff, it, it, there's not depth there and, um, you know, no matter of what, what you're bringing forth in the world, I think um, the motivation needs to come from a pure and honest space and for me, even, even if that is like acquiring affirmation, like through, through Instagram, whatever that stuff is, mm -hmm. uh, I think um, the real motivation comes from um, the purity of heart, you know, and, and, and knowledge, acknowledging that um, we're created in this world to, to give something to it. Because if we're going away, then what, or, or if, you know, if we're going to disappear at some point, you know, we're not giving something back, then, then what's your purpose here on this earth, you know? You've got to 
you got to provide something for it. So for me, it's I want to provide inspiration and healing for the people. Well, you're doing a great job of that, both just as a person and just the impact that you're having, but also certainly career-wise in Hollywood and the music videos that you're directing. If you guys have not you know, checked <laughs> out the music videos Thank that you. he's done, incredible. We were talking about Holy with Florida Georgia Line, yeah. Maddie and Tay, uh, Girl in a Country Song. That one's a fun one. Yeah. That was a great one. What, a another, one. what another one do you think you should check out? Oh, man. Um, one of my favorite pieces right now is uh, one that I wrote for Florida Georgia Line, another one called May We All. And um, I talked to him doing a short film, which was fun. Um, so we did this big action-packed film with Tim McGraw leading and with alongside of the guys from Florida Georgia Line, Tyler and BK. And um, it was a big production. You know, we, I hired the guys that shot um, a lot of the X-Men movies and he, at one point, one of my, his name's Larry Blanford, beautiful uh, cinematographer. Um, you know, he'd, he'd worked on Top Gun to, you know, X-Men. So, you know, we were shooting a, a country music short film, which is wild and fun. So that's one of the ones I'm most proud about right now in my career. I have another short film about sex trafficking that's in the festival circuit right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just trying to bring forth um, progress and moving towards features. Well, I know with your drive and balance now, <laughs> that success is still going to come your way. I appreciate you joining well, appreciate us. That. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And, you know, hope you guys can learn something about just staying driven and staying focused. And the walls yeah. will come, but you just got to keep eating them down. Yeah, it's always going to get harder. You just got to work harder, man. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. See you guys.